You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. God always has an agenda on the face of the earth. There is never a time that God is not doing something. If you don't know what God is doing, doesn't mean God is not doing something. Praise the Lord. At every point in time, there were people that were alive around the time Jesus was born and didn't know anything was happening. But there was a man called Simeon and a woman called Anna that had revelation of what God was about to do and they came into the temple to see Jesus when he was about to be circumcised. Are you with me? Meaning that they knew what God was doing. My prayer is that you will know what God is doing in now and partake of it. People that are stars in the kingdom are those that are aligned with the agenda of the kingdom. They are aligned with the agenda of the kingdom. Is it possible for you to be outside the agenda? Yes. If it wasn't possible, then there won't be that prayer in Colossians 4.12. Epaphras, who is one of you, labor fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. That means you can stand imperfect. It means that you can have an aspect of it, but it's possible to stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. And I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that you will stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Amen. That this second quarter of 2021, you will be on point in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray that you will be on point in the name of Jesus Christ. That your steps will be ordered. You will be where you ought to be at the right time. Amen. Your heart will beat after the heart of God. The Bible said that David was a man after God's heart. It means he was concerned about God's concerns. I want to bring you into that place where you are concerned about what God's concerns. Glory to God. Now, what is God doing in this second quarter? It's important that you know it. Noah had to announce to the people, this is what God is doing. He told them, God is about to bring rain. They say rain rain there has been no record before that time that rain fell amen the scripture never had a record of rain so what are you talking about because what we read about the scripture is that when god wanted to water the earth the water will spring from the ground and water the earth and now he was telling them there will be rain ah ah rain they didn't believe but that was what god was doing but the Eight, seven others, himself and seven others, his sons and uh, their wives that believed, and his wife. They were part of God's plan. My prayer is that you will join this ark. Amen. Amen. You will be part of this plan in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. God does not need everybody. He just needs somebody. And I will be that somebody. Glory to God. I will be that somebody. Now, I have announced on Thursday, I think I should emphasize it again, what we call Gather the Harvest Campaign. Amen. Glory to God. Gather the Harvest Campaign. And it's 
lifted from John chapter 4, from verse 34 down to 38. Hallelujah. Maybe I'll stop at 37, but John 4, 34 to 38. Let me read it. John chapter 4, verse 34. It said, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. There is a work to finish. Help me tell someone there is a work to finish. There is a work to finish. We are here because there is a work to finish. He said the night cometh when no one can walk. Walk while it is day. So, verse 35. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. The last verse 38, I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored and you are entered into their labors. What is gathering the harvest campaign? Listen, listen, before I explain it. Do you know that some believers don't know what is the most important thing on God's mind now? Some people don't know. If you ask some people, they will say he wants to build new roads for our city. He wants to give us flyover. If you ask some people, say, oh, God wants many, uh, God wants uh, uh, young people to marry. He wants people to have children. Thank God for all of that. That's not the uppermost thing in God's heart. Amen. That's not, it can never be. The reason that Jesus died, amen, Tango, we're talking about that today. Was for the salvation of mankind. Is that not so? That's what's uppermost on God's heart. We call it the Great Commission. The charge he gave them in Matthew 28, from verse 18 to 20, is called the Great Commission. He said, Go and make disciples. I'm, I'm quoting the Revised Standard Version. Go and make disciples of all nations. Glory to God. Is that not so? Mark 16, version 15 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That has not changed. Glory to God. It hasn't changed. And anytime a generation aligns with that, God is giving room in that generation. The kingdom of God is extended in that generation. The Bible says, The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. As the water is a prophecy by Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2.14. He said, the earth shall be filled. That means that what we're doing here is to bring that prophecy to pass. Amen. Let the earth be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. So, gather the harvest campaign is in line with that prophecy. Amen. Are we together? It's in line with that prophecy. This month... Before I mention the word for the month again, this month, our focus will be to ensure that that scripture is fulfilled. Amen. Glory to God. So, Gather the Harvest campaign is a concentrated and targeted 
church growth outreach. Hallelujah. Are we together? Throughout the quarter, April to June, this second quarter, and it involves every one of us. It's a combined effort in soul winning, invitation, retainership of new members. Amen. Did you get that? That's gathered the harvest, gather the harvest campaign. Now, why is it gather the harvest? According to scripture, it said, lift up your eyes and look to the fields. Why? They are ready. They are ready. If God says they are ready, then what? They are ready. Glory to God. They are ready. Then he said, put up verse 36. Let me just show you something. John 4, 36. And he that repeats, receiveth wages. Get ready to receive wages this April. Get ready to receive wages this May. Get ready to receive AM wages this June. Amen. This second quarter employment opens. Amen. For reapers. Amen. Vacancy, vacancy, vacancy. Reapers wanted. Glory to God. And when you sign up, the Bible says, He that reapeth receiveth wages. And it's telling you that the job of the reaper is to gather fruit unto eternal life. Are you going to gather fruit? There are people in your office that are waiting for you to call them. There are people in your street waiting for you to summon them to come. You will invite them. You will lead souls to Christ. You will bring them to church and they will stay. Amen. Glory to God. Did you get that? So that's what we mean by gather the harvest campaign. And I want you to all be involved. The next verse, 37. No, 38. The last verse, sorry. 38. 38. He said, I sent you to reap. So he has sent us to reap. Hallelujah. We are sent to reap. And we are going to obey that mandate. So I'm inviting everyone that can hear me today to join this campaign. Glory to God. Help me tell someone, join the gather the harvest campaign. Glory to God. Because when we are done, levels will change. And so this month, I bring you the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew 11 verse 12, NLT. New Living Translation. In Matthew 11 verse 12, it says, And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and violent people are attacking it. Amen. Did you see forcefully advancing? Did you see forcefully advancing? What he's saying is that, you know, if you read this translation and also read somewhere in Luke 16, 16, um, the account of Luke, he was saying that the people are pressing into the kingdom. Hallelujah. He's talking about a forceful advancement. This month for you and everyone under the sound of my voice is your month of forceful advancement. There is such a thing as forceful advancement. I'll talk about that in the second service. Today, I want to share and start a series on the hearts that experiences forceful advancement. Amen. So I'm going to focus on the hearts for a while. Throughout the first service in April, I'll be talking about the hearts. Amen. Are we together? My opening scripture, my opening text is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. May light break out in your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. May you receive understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. And let the people of God say loud amen. 
Now, I will read this King James, but there are two translations. I know you don't have it in the media. One is called the Complete Jewish Bible. The other is the Living Bible, TLB. All right, if you could find it, I would, if not, I would just read it here. Um, I'm going to read those two translations of the same scripture. Glory to God. You know, most of the time, when believers hear hearts and Coincidentally, the scripture talks a lot about the hearts. There are popular verses of scripture that all of us know that deal with the heart. Is that not so? All right. But it's important that you allow yourself to be educated by God's word. There is the education that you can get from the secular world. And there is the education that God's word can bring to you. And when it concerns the things of the spirits... There is no institution that is an authority that can bring you spiritual education if the text is not the Bible. Amen. Are we together? If the text is not scripture. Because there are words used in the world that the Bible might have mentioned but means something different from how the world uses it. Glory to God. Am I communicating? And anytime I talk along these lines, the very, very common um, use of word is love. Amen. A, a, a young man can walk up to someone and say, I love you. Amen. But when God says love, God means different. Glory to God. There is the God kind of love and there is the love that the world talks about. The world talks about love and talks about it more as a feeling. But God talks about love as a decision. Amen. Am I communicating? That's why God loves, for God so loved the world. He will never stop loving the world. Amen. He's not talking about the systems of the world. He's talking about the people of the world. And then he loved them to the extent that he gave his only begotten son. So when you are using love, are you using it based on what God said it is? Or you're using it based on the dictionary's definition of love? In the same way, the word heart... There is a physical heart, the one that pumps blood, glory to God, that you and I, um, we could go and, and take an x-ray off in the hospital, and sometimes you feel it thumping under your chest, hallelujah. That heart is different from the heart that the scripture talks about when it comes to our relationship with God. Now, the scripture knows the physical heart. Amen. But the scripture is also talking about a spiritual heart. Let me use that term. Am I communicating? Just like the scripture talks about physical eyes and also talks about spiritual eyes. When Jesus opened the eyes of a blind man, it was physical. Is that not so? But now at the end in Revelations, when he said, he will anoint your eye with eye salve, is he talking about putting eye drop in your eye? He's talking about your spiritual eyes. Amen. So the scripture differentiates. That means that the physical man you see, the spiritual man looks almost exactly like him. Amen. Are we together? So the scripture can take the leverage to say, the ears, thou shalt hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. He's not talking about your physical ears. My sheep hear my voice. 
and they follow me. He's not talking about your physical ears. Is that not so? Glory to God. So in the same way, when we talk about heart, because we're dealing with forceful advancement, when you see Christians or a believer you know, born again, loves the Lord, and then you can't explain over a period of time the experiences he has with what the scripture says. Now, don't misunderstand me. People, there are phases in life. There's what we call growth. There are processes. But there are certain things that you will know is not about process. Something is not right. Amen. Am I communicating? And when you have that, the place to check is the heart. Amen. Am I communicating? The place to check is where? It's the heart. It's the heart. There are a lot of believers that have heart problems. And I'm not talking about physical heart problems. Amen. Problems of the heart. Things that have not been dealt with. Issues that have not been dealt with in the heart. And as long as those things are not dealt with, there will not be progress. You want to have forceful advancement? Address your heart. Amen. Address your heart. And that's why I'm talking about the heart. And I want to open your eyes to understand it. Let's read our scripture. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Glory to God. Did you get the... Alright, KJV says, Keep thy heart with all diligence. It's talking about every effort. For out of it are what? The issues of life. The challenge sometimes is that King James, because of the language and we don't talk like that today you might miss the point but it is saying that the issues of life <laughs> they spring from your hearts let's read the complete jewish bible thank you for getting it cjb says above everything else guard your heart for it is the source of life's consequences. Did you see that? It is the source of life's consequences. That means that the thing happening to you is not, cannot be disconnected to what is in your heart. You didn't hear me well. The thing happening to you now cannot be disconnected from what is happening in your heart. Your heart regulates your experiences in life. Says God. Hallelujah. Your heart regulates your experiences in life. Above everything else, guard your heart. For it is the source, the source of life's consequences. That means if I want to change life's consequences, I have to change something inside. Hallelujah. <laughs> Permit me to use an illustration. I've pastored for quite a number of years. And we've seen a lot of things. Have you met, let me use an example. I've met ladies. I've also met brothers. Let me use the one for brothers more. I've met brothers that always meet ladies that 
are not trustworthy. Amen? Are you with me? They've had five relationships. And every time, they always meet someone that is not it. And everybody around will say, he can't he see? Amen. He's the only one that doesn't see it. And he doesn't know how he always meets the same kind of people. Why? There's something in your heart, amen, that has programmed you that way. Am I communicating? You hear of someone that they've done 419 10 times. How can they do it 419 10 times? Am I communicating? That means there's something inside you that has an affinity for people that would do them 419. Are you understanding me? If that thing is not addressed, they'll, they'll do it to you again. Am I communicating? So, the source of the consequences of your life are from the heart. Hey, I pray that you accept what I'm sharing with you. Your life will change. A lot of times, people are looking for something external to blame for their experiences. No. More of the experiences in your life are not anything connected to an external circumstance. It is internal. Hallelujah. It is internal. Let me read the last translation. TLB, the Living Bible. Proverbs 4.23. The Living Bible says, Above all else, guard your affections, for they influence everything else in your life. Glory to God. They influence everything else in your life. Did you get that? Everybody say everything else. The kind of money you have, the kind of place you live, the kind of people you meet, the things that happen to you, they influence everything else in your life. So he said, Guard it. What it is saying is that whatever enters the heart controls the life. Why he's saying guard it is you're guarding it against, you're not guarding, <laughs> you're guarding against something from outside entering. Because once it enters, you know this soil that we live, this soil, the earth that we live in, the scripture, uh, maybe next Sunday I'll talk about that. The scripture uses the soil figuratively for the heart. Amen. Okay? Now, the earth or the soil can only produce what you put in it. Is that not so? So if you take a seed, a mango seed, and put there, the moment you put it there, except it is uprooted, it starts germinating. Is that not so? Good. Now, why the scripture say, guard your hearts? Don't allow certain things to be planted. It will germinate. There will be an outcome. Some of us didn't even know when it dropped. But all we are experiencing is that is the fruit. Amen. Is the fruit. Is the fruit of it. Some people are violent. Or aggressive 
because of something that happened to them many years ago. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating? Some people are shy, timid because of some experience that happened a long time ago. Some people are always defensive and have a complex because of something that entered some time ago. So he said, above all or everything else, above everything else, that means that my heart is the control room of my life. Glory to God. It's the engine of my life. It can determine how fast I will go or how slow I will be. Glory to God. This is just an introduction. So that scripture we read. Now there's a scripture in the Old Testament in Jeremiah 17 verse 9 and 10. Glory to God. And some of you are conversant with it. KJV please. It says there, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Verse 10, I the Lord search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Go back to verse 9. Listen, you see, Jeremiah was speaking, or rather it recorded in Jeremiah, that the heart, it's talking about the heart of natural man. Amen. It doesn't matter how, <laughs> how good you think he is. The natural man, his heart is deceitful. Let me explain why I say deceitful. He's trying to explain to you that you can read the heart wrong. You, uh, I remember years ago, you know, I had, as a young person, I had um, access to a thermometer. You know, so you now want to check your temperature. Are you understanding me? So you do the same thing you do in the hospital, that you put it under your armpit or something. And then you check. If you don't even know how to use it, it can give you a wrong reading. Are you understanding me? Maybe you even kept it on top of a fridge that the heat of the fridge is already on it. Are you understanding me? Then you carry it and put it under your armpit to bring it to show you 44. You don't mad be that now. Are you understanding me? She so says, ah, I'm 44. You know, you know, it's the same thing like, you know, you can have wrong readings. Now, what the scripture is saying, that the heart is deceitful, is that it might look like this, but it's not like that. It is not only deceitful to outsiders, it's deceitful to even the owner of the heart. It's talking about how deep the heart of man is, that even the owner himself does not understand his heart. That's why a girl will tell you, that boy is very ugly. I can never be with him. Next thing you're hearing, I do. <laughs> Hello? Don't you understand what I'm talking about? 
That's how a guy will tell you, no, 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 no. I can never, me, 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 smoke, Igbo, me, take cocaine. No way. He's now doing it. It's because he doesn't even really know what his heart wants. That's what the scripture is saying. Above all things, and desperately wicked. Then he said, who can know it? That means there's no natural man that can figure out the human heart. That's why you see people tell you that, oh, somebody was disloyal to them. There's somebody, oh, this person, I trusted him. He, you know, you look at him, he just looks gentle, just looks gentle, he just walks like this. You know, he just looks gentle all the time. But do you know that he folded up my company, stole all my equipment? When you meet him after stealing, he's still doing like this. But he's a thief. Glory to God. Because it's not on his face. Are you understanding me? You don't know what he's thinking. Now, Jesus had 12 disciples, one of them, Judas. Now, I'm telling you, if you ask Peter, when you get to heaven, ask him. If you ask James, John, what was Judas like before now? They will tell you they didn't know. He didn't look like someone that's going to betray Jesus. For the fact that he was holding the money, he looked like the guy to trust. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He looked like the guy to trust. That's how the heart of man is. Praise the Lord. I don't think when he joined at the beginning, he planned that as I joined Jesus, I will betray him. No, no, no. That's not how he planned it. But as he went on, some things entered his heart. You read the scripture, say Satan entered his heart. That's what the scripture said, though. Amen. It was all from the beginning, along the line. That's what you can see. You can marry a husband, a loving husband. Everyone says he's a loving husband. Six months into the marriage, Satan will enter his heart. Amen. I'm telling you. You can marry a loving wife, you know, when, when you just say, um, you just say, hello, how are you? You know, she, you know, her smile, as she smiles, the smile comes out of her face and meets you and goes back. One year after marriage, Satan will enter her heart. You just hear that she killed her husband in sleep. How can she? No, no, that woman cannot kill her husband. No, she would not have killed him earlier, but something has entered her heart. That's why I said, guard that heart. Amen. Because who you become is what entered your heart along the way. You were not a thief before. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You are a thief now, but you were not a thief before. Amen. Are you understanding me? You were not a thief before, but now you are a thief. How? Something entered your heart. Am I communicating? And when you understand that, that's what that scripture was trying to say. Now, of course, when a man gets born again, the Bible says he's a new creature. That means the dealings of God is in his heart. But it's important to understand that from scripture, the scripture tells us so much about the heart that if you overlook the information, you will be doing yourself a disservice. Hallelujah. I'm looking at the time I have. Because I wanted to describe the heart to you based on scripture. Perhaps I've tried to establish the, the importance, the priority you should give to the matters of your heart. Glory to God. Because your marital life, 
your academics if you're a student, your career paths. And this forceful advancement we're talking about, your heart can hold you back. Your heart can move you forward. Glory to God. Let me read something to you. In Acts chapter 8, um, there was a man called Simon the sorcerer. Philip had gone to Samaria to preach the gospel. Put up 21, verse 21. And then, the man saw the miracle that Jesus, um, um, Philip did, and he offered money to have that same power. What did Philip say to him? Thou hast neither parts nor lots in this matter. Why? For thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Hi. For thy heart is not right in the sight of God. This is New Testament. Too. Now, you know, sometimes we read scriptures. It's important to read scriptures in context and understand um, the scriptures properly. This scripture was quoted in the New Testament. It's quoted for a believer. Simon, I don't know if we should go up a bit so that I'll show you that Simon was born again. Amen. More born again than some of you. Amen. Are you with me? If there's something like that. <laughs> Look at this. Verse 12 and 13. Read from 12 into 13. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then, himself, Simon himself, ever say Simon, believed also. Did you get that? And when he was what? Baptized. If he was not born again, they would not have baptized him. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. So it's not just that day. That means he started following Philip around for the next meeting. The guy was already known in town. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So by the next meeting, he was with Philip. And wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Did you see that? Verse 18, please. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money. He had not seen that type before. He used to do magic. He used to read people's phone number. <laughs> I see you, I see you, I see you. Your phone number is zero, Jesus, da, da, da. But he now saw the real power of God. Amen. No gimmicks. He said, <laughs> how much is that one? <laughs> Glory to God. Now, you can't blame the man. That's where he was coming from. Are you understanding me? Obviously, he just got born again now. You know, but I, I looked at, Peter had no mercy for him. He didn't just say, ah, this guy just got saved. Peter was very, you know, I want to be like Peter. A pastor that people died in his church. Amen. <laughs> That's Peter. Amen. <laughs> brutal. Husband had died. He didn't even tell the usher, go and tell the woman in the house, I don't want that. let her not come and tell another lie here. You waited. I think they like to lie. They will see. 
The wife also came. He said, oh, shh, shh. So, <laughs> he set her up to lie again. And she lied. And she fell dead. They had burial. So, here again, verse 19. Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Look at the answer Peter gave him. 20 and 21. I'm, I'm talking about the heart. I want to show you something. But Peter said unto him, your money perish with you. Money kill you dear. <laughs> That's pigeon translation. Because thou hast taught that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Peter was so angry. Then he said something which is the reason why I came here. Let's read it together. 21. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Glory to God. Your heart is not right in the sight of God. Oh, this guy was born again. That means it's possible to be born again and your heart is not right. Amen. Hmm. Second Chronicles 25. Let me show you verse 1 and 2. Second Chronicles 25, verse 1 and 2. Second, I didn't say first. Second Chronicles. Amaziah was 20 and 5 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. Read verse 2 with me. Want to go? And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Hello? So his, do, his action, if you're reading what he's doing on the outside, that's what he's supposed to do. But the Bible said, not with a perfect heart. May you catch this in the name of Jesus Christ. So, when Peter told Simon, your heart is not right in the sight of God. It was something deep. And I'm saying that you want to experience forceful advancement, there is a heart for experiencing forceful advancement. Next Sunday, I'll continue. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Lift your hands everywhere and begin to thank him for today. Give him praise. Give him glory. I want you to pray. Stand on your feet and pray based on what you just heard today. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. If my heart, above everything else, is the source of the consequences of my life, thank you for opening my eyes to that. Let me begin to treat and relate with my heart differently. Let me begin to take conscious steps according to scripture concerning my heart. Libra hata katoma liba handa brediketoso. Raba katoso lebo brediketoso lebo brigadiete. La patie enge bledisko pretusa laba handa iske. Ruba katia ande bledisko pretoso. 
Le mando kupratu shalaba hande brediske tosho lebozo. Le patiata, le brando kupratiata. Lo zugrodondo bredike tosho lebo bregadiate. Le pratu shalabom bradikatea. Lataida, radada, shataliga ande bredike tosho. Le brando kuposo lebom bregadia taliska. Le rebatu shalabom bregadia talabom bregadiate. Le pratianda glato shalabom bregadia egladiadi. Rabakato shalabom bregadia egladiadia tozo. Rubakatoma ande pledige zubredikatiate. Le brando kupratu shalabom bregadiate. Thank you, Lord. Libra shada rededeze redegombre doske prato shalabatoze. Ratan la baloma le gradiga ba solabom bregadia gladia teleske. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. I want you to pray that this second quarter. That the hearts with which we operate in this second quarter will be a heart that will experience forceful advancement. The heart with which you will function, the heart with which you will do and carry out the things you're supposed to carry out this second quarter, it will be the heart based on the revelation you've just gotten from God's word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that our testimony will be that our heart is right in the sight of God. Our testimony will be that our hearts are perfect before God. I pray that never will it happen again that the consequences of our lives are contrary to what we expect. That the consequences of our life will align because our hearts have aligned. I pray for the correctness, the rightness of hearts that only the Holy Ghost can bring in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I pray for everyone here that had have struggles in that area. Let the word of God reform you. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit.